Cheerio! And welcome to our second annual episode of Flicks and a Whisk, the classier and more refined cousin of Flicks and a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Alessandro Bielsi. With me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the sound of pleasure, Anthony Costanzo. Charmed, I'm sure. On this week's episode, we'll be incorrectly predicting this year's Oscar winners, but first, what are we drinking? Oh, we have some lovely treats this evening. For you, I have Mokliai Spirits. Small batch of the finest quality. (laughs) Handmade in New Jersey. Not old Jersey. Straight rye whiskey. I I believe we call it Jersey. Whiskey. I can't do this anymore. Uh, limited no, release. I didn't expect us to. I didn't expect us to That's keep doing the accent past. I you, felt bro. so much pressure when you threw it to me <laughs> for what we're drinking. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm drinking. Uh, Al doesn't have this. He'll have this on Oscar Sunday. Uh, yes. So sorry. We have Muckley Eye Small Batch Spirits of the finest quality. All of this is on the bottle, distilled with enthusiasm. Oh. Okay. Handmade in New other, Jersey. Is there any other way to do to distill? <laughs> How does one distill with enthusiasm? Do you just like cheer it on, like I while you're waiting? Any other way to distill? <laughs> so this is a straight rye whiskey. All products are crafted with joyous, white knuckled enthusiasm and exuberant pride. Our spirits are bottled under government law number zero zero three batch one two one eight. The spirit of proclamation, produced and bottled. By the Colts Next Stillhouse Company. Uh, Kim and I went to this distillery a few days ago, and I had there were some tremendous drinks on the menu. Uh, the one that I had was the Ragnarok. All of oh, the, that was the one you sent me and Brian the other day, right? That's right. All the drinks were were named after movies or characters, which is tremendous. And uh, man, was it a treat! So I yeah, on that, the way out, one, I bought that one a bottle. Caught my eye immediately. It looked good. Oh, it was so good. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's how you know a place is classy. This, is, this place was classy enough for this episode. The ice crystal clear oh, giant nice. cubes, which means that they went through the process, I imagine, of freezing it in a larger block so that the sediment would settle and doing it slowly, probably through some rubberized contraption that slows the cooling, and then had to chisel away the imperfected ice. And I'm sure there's a machine that does this, I mean, but uh, you probably just rinse it, right? No, it's not. It's there's something I was reading about this. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole, and I mean, I imagine if you first off, you probably you just have to use distilled water. I would imagine uh, to get it to be perfectly like clear like that. That's but true. you also have to freeze it slowly so that it doesn't crack and crystal inside of the cube, mm. which is like all any ice that you have has imperfections and it looks yeah yeah right this this was i can't even the the presentation of this drink gal <laughs> was so unreal that it was a it was a large rocks glass with this giant perfect cube in the middle and the liquor swirling around it and because the ice was so big and swirling around it you could see right through it, it was almost like a donut but that ice would move and the clear section it was crazy it was really screwing with my head so we'll go there <laughs> is what i'm saying <laughs> It sounds good to me. Maybe we'll um, go. Maybe we'll go before the show. Oh, um, it's funny you were saying how um, it was was distilled with enthusiasm. Yeah, and it reminded me I was watching this week's episode of Curb, and Larry grabs an apple out of his lawyer's like little like <laughs> fruit like bowl, and so like the lawyer is a new I think a new character this season. He might have been in the last season. I don't remember, um, but I know him. He's been a recurring character. The same actor's been a recurring character on Billions for a while. And uh, 
So <laughs> he's like, they've been having these weird standoffish thing. Like there's a private bathroom in the lawyer's office. And he doesn't want to let Larry use the bathroom. And then Larry sneaks in and uses the bathroom on like a separate occasion. And like they're going before like a like a deposition, and he's under oath, and the lawyer's asking him if he ever <laughs> used the bathroom. <laughs> so this time he gets up, like like things are getting more and more serious. Like he had a sexual assault allegation, which I don't want to make light of, despite the fact that the show is. Um, and he goes like they're like getting serious, and it's clear that he's trying to look for something to like deflect sure. from the seriousness. So he sees the apples sitting there, and he grabs an apple. And he's eating the apple. And, like, the lawyer's, like, trying to tell him, like, not to, but, like, kind of half-heartedly. So he's eating the apple, and they're talking about, like, what the next step in this, like, process is. And he goes, could you stop eating the apple for a second? I don't feel like you're taking this seriously because you're eating that apple so blithely. And he goes, am I eating the apple blithely? He goes, I didn't. He goes, oh, there are a lot of different ways that you can eat an apple? He goes, I I think I've only ever eaten apples, like, blithely or something like that. He goes, no, my, my dad used to eat. My dad ate a lot of angry apples, okay? <laughs> they talk about the different modes and methodologies of eating apples. Amazing. When you when you said blindly, all I could think of, to blame. Um, so what are you anyway, drinking? I am drinking, I'm drinking 5 and 20 Spirits' rye whiskey. It's a small batch from a small Look at us. Uncoordinated right. rye. I love it. Yeah. Hey. Well, I, I love hey. it. I'm a, I'm a rye guy. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at me. <laughs> and we did not plan this at all. No. Um, 90 proof. Um, it's got some sort of mathematical equation on the front. Ooh. Do you have to solve that before you can open the bottle? Well, I don't know because it's all um, variables. It's parentheses SB, parentheses closed, squared, RW. So I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming it's... Small batch... Rye whiskey. Small batch, small batch, small barrel. SB squared. That's what it Boom. is. Boom. Rye whiskey. <laughs> we solved it. You can open it now and drink now. This is batch number 005 from bottle with bottle number 1230. Aged for a minimum of 18 months. We're proud to present this carefully handcrafted creation of small batch, small barrel rye whiskey. We've worked with local farmers near our distillery in Westfield, New York to grow, harvest, and prepare the ingredients. The outcome of our work is your unforgettable drinking experience. Come taste with us at our grain-to-glass location, nestled between routes 5 and 20 in Lake Erie's wine country. Man, I just, I can't get over this. Local rice, beautiful yeah. stories. It's almost as if we planned this, which we only half did. <laughs> like, as in, we plan to not do this with beer and a single movie tonight. That was the extent of the planning. Which was a pretty easy plan, considering it's exactly what we did last year for right. Oscar pre-show. Right. Uh, let's, let's cheers and have a little sip. Cheers, sir. Yes. Oh my god. Mm. Oh yeah. This is so good. I can't wait for you to try this. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Um, it's so good. I've had this one before. Uh, this was a gift for my birthday this year, I think, for my brother. So um, nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty tasty. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan. This one has like that perfect. Well, I what I love about Rise is that 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 little bit of spiciness, right? I I too love that. But perfectly balanced with sweet. Yes. Sometimes yeah, you get a rye that has Mine's a little maltier no than some of my other oh, yeah? that I've had. Hmm. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna have to try that one too. But this one has like yeah, just the just the right amount of sweetness mixed with, with, with more of that spice where you have like that really warm feeling after you take the sip. It's so. It's just so nice. It's just like oh yeah. This is a sit back and be quiet and sip on something about mahogany. 
know? <laughs> something, leather, something leather mahogany. Books. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? uh, Merlin Olson, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, this is this is quite the treat. I'm uh, I'm really happy right now. I got Rod. Yeah, me too. I got my cuz. The Oscars are Sunday. <laughs> well, just got uh, back from the movies with my wife. Before we get into Oscars really talk, what's yeah. up? Just got back from the movies with my wife. It's really just a. It's a great. No, Perfect. Yeah. Plus, some of that that, that movie was for your Oscars uh, homework, right? Oh, one hundred percent. I was finishing up. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we get to Oscars talk, um, Spin Tune has a lot of cool things going on. Some of those things we will keep secret and surprise for a hopefully soon to be revealed time and place. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible sentence. You got the picture. Words um, on the Spin Tune uh, on the actual Spin Tune website. <laughs> I tried my hand at ranting this week because I usually leave the rants to Anthony and Brian. I there. do my ranting on this show. Right. I don't typically do it in the, in the written word, but I, I ranted a bit, I, I think, on a worthy topic. What did you think? Did you concur? I concur. I concur. <laughs> my rants were about video games, microtransactions, in-game purchases. I'm not a fan, for the most part, but uh, I get why they have to exist. Let's just be better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Be better. Um, I had the this month's retro review was uh, was my work. Uh, it was on Lucky Number Eleven, which I love that movie. Did you ever get a chance to watch that? Not yet. No, and I'm actually holding off on reading yours until I watch. Do, can I read it without watching it? Yes. Uh, the oh. only the the lightest of spoilers. I got into okay. it and I was like, you know All what? Right. This is the type of movie that it doesn't bear writing the spoilers because it's a movie that you really like should experience once. I, I won't say it's like. The most mind-blowingly like twisted good movie, but it's a legitimately good movie that okay. should be experienced blind. You know what I mean? Like Love it. without for spoiling. Kind of like so, a free uh, fire. Yeah, um, I mean not exactly, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean it's well there are some similarities in the sense that it tells a really strong story with a handful of compelling characters in literally ninety minutes. Perfect and tight. You know what? Yeah, it, Can't it, it, that is, up any it, further. it is tight because it doesn't feel like it's rushed. So nice, and like it could have been longer if it wanted to be, and it, it would have still been a very good movie, but didn't need to be. Nice. And then uh, Friday will be uh, Brian's monthly mobile game report. Uh, which God, that guy is, plays so many games, it breaks my brain. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, well, he plays games the way that I crush TV shows. That's fair. So um, anyway. Um, before we get into Oscars talk, uh, I will I will put a disclaimer. I did not see all the Best Picture nominees this year, but unlike last year, I saw most of them. Yes. <laughs> I think I, I saw did see of, all of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and saw all ten of them like he was supposed to, like he did last year. Or is it ten or is it nine? I forget. I think it's um, nine. Okay, I know they have up to ten, right? Um, Something like that. I saw all but two, unlike last year where I saw only two. But before we get into the actual nominees talk... Uh, let's talk about this story that came out a couple of days ago. Mm. Um, this is on IndieWire. The Academy baffles everyone after seemingly posting its own 2020 Oscar predictions. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Anthony's reaction was uh, was noteworthy. Uh, the Academy of this? Motion Picture, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences boasts 3.4 million followers on Twitter. And it left many of them scratching their heads Monday night after posting a since-deleted photo of Oscar predictions that made it appear like the organization was making its own personal picks for Sunday night's award ceremony. <laughs> the, the photo was titled, My Oscar Predictions, 
and included picks such as Parasite for Best Picture, Sam Mendes for Best Director for 1917, Parasite for Best Original Screenplay, and Jojo Rabbit for Adapted Screenplay. That the Academy's apparent picks lined up so closely with many Oscar pundits' predictions led to confusion online over whether or not the Academy had accidentally released the Oscar winners early. After all, anything is possible after the infamous La La Land Moonlight Best oh Picture gaffe in 2017. It was a publicity Acad- stunt because people weren't watching the Oscars, okay? Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, the Academy took down the photo and issued a response. We had invited fans on Twitter to make and share your own hashtag Oscar predictions. A ton of you already have. A brief issue on Twitter made some of yours look like they came from our account. They didn't. This error is now resolved, and we'll reveal our picks on Sunday. Earlier I in the literally day, just watched this episode of Veep where she blames China for her tweets. Mmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. You're not um, getting me, Oscars. <laughs> Earlier in the day, the Academy launched a social media feature on Twitter called the Oscars Prediction Experience that allows any of its 3.4 million followers and more to make their personal predictions for the 92nd Academy Awards. The photo the Academy tweeted was allegedly the overall results from the predictions that were submitted. The screw-up was in presenting fan predictions without context so that it appeared the Academy was releasing its own Oscar predictions instead. Just, just don't, like, how did this, no, this is stupid. This is really stupid. How did this happen? Did somebody get fired? I don't know. This was on Monday. I haven't read to see if there's any follow-up to it. Somebody um, has this. It's definitely, it's also, like, you know, forever imprinted on the internet. Yeah, uh, well, well, in this article, they they screen grabbed the tweet and exactly. the picture of the prediction. So, if they if they end up being across the board... Then we'll know what happened, and people will it's talk like about it. Like a pre-crossed off bingo card. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, we should play to... Oscars bingo. Why are we not doing this? That's a good question. <laughs> All right, I'll make that happen. As you say, there's still time. There is. Oh wait, who 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 will be attending the party this year? Uh, you. Is it, is it me? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. I'm gonna ask Brian too, but I'm not sure if anybody else is gonna come. Let's say we we went from like a few years ago. There was probably like six or seven guests to like over the course of years and it was like me carly and marie and mm-hmm. then it was like me carly and i think it's going to just be me now it looks like <laughs> yeah potentially marie's out of town uh i don't know if carly's gonna make it uh maybe we'll get maybe we'll get chris for listeners of the shit show back in the day the guy that eats the tacos <laughs> he might be around uh so we might get him but uh yeah i have to reach out to brian I'll, I'll try to make it work. I'll try to get more people so that we can have a real fun Oscar bingo game going. Yeah, I don't think Chris is going to be the intended audience for this. That's fine. <laughs> Just a hunch. Although he did really like that tweet he, we sent out from the account movies. the other day. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like he loves Oscar movies, though. No, that's fair. That's fair. Did you, did you see that? No. The one I, the, you didn't see the one I sent out he responded to? It was, um... um oh, so that's a shame. Because I'm guessing I'm going to be spoiling this, what could technically still be considered a surprise. Um, I snagged the brand new can release from Newberg, uh, which will be featured on a episode soon. I saw that. I, I saw the. Oh. I saw the picture of that. That's all. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you didn't see the the him, his. Well, no, because I did like a strike through of like coming soon to own on video and nice DVD, and, and I said you know to a flicks of the six near you, and he goes. Is it weird that I heard that voice in my head? And I was like, I was like, no, that was exactly what I wanted. You well know? played. Well played. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get to the stuff. We're doing it in an order. 
don't worry about that order. We're going to be doing most of the big ones that interest us because we don't watch a ton of documentaries or animated films. So let's start with actor in a supporting role. We have Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, so first. And with that, we come to our first issue of the evening. Okay. Oh, Because I just saw the winning performance for supporting actor this evening, and he is not on the list. Oh, go on. Timothy Chalamet. Give him all the Oscars. All of them. Was, he was in Little Women? Yes. Oh, I had no idea, which I, yeah. I guess it makes sense because he was in Lady Bird. Um... Just give, give him the golden man. He's great. He's just, he's awesome. He played the character so well. He's so believable. He's so charming. He's dangerously charming. And <laughs> it's just like, it, like, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, Tom Hanks, no one can ever be mad at Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks can be on the list in perpetuity. And if he wins all the time, fine. I'm okay with that. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, I didn't see it. Uh, I'm assuming that if he's up for this, he's not phoning it in. Uh, he's been good in the past. He's been okay in the past. Whatever. Not a big deal. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Now, we talked about The Irishman at length. Uh, yes. The movie, does, The movie. we're going we'll to get, get there. I don't think the movie deserves to be up for Best Picture. Uh, I don't think either of those performances were incredible. Of the two of them, I would have picked Joe Pesci. I... Yeah, Just I agree. I, I thought he was it. better overall. Yeah, um, Brad Pitt, fine. It's not. I'm not upset, but I'm also not like, ooh, he has to win. Um, he probably <laughs> would have been. He's probably of the movies I saw on this list. He is my pick. But yeah, I I would say that um, Pitt both would be my pick of the five of them, and also I think is the most likely to win it. Oh, a hundred percent. He's gonna he's gonna get it. For sure. Yeah, I think so. Too. Absolutely. And he, I, I do think he was very good in that movie. There's just, the more that I think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the movie. It's just like, I don't know, there's something going on with this list of movies this year. And it's just not a, it's not a strong year in general, I don't think, for these awards. It doesn't um, feel great like you know it what? usually does to it, me. I was going to say, it feels stronger than last year. Well, that's true. It's been it's been a, it's been a minute since we've had like a really really good one. Um, that year, that year with like was it Birdman and um, Grand Budapest and there was <sighs> something Budapest. else too. Like that was a strong year. What a treasure that movie is, Grand Budapest, not Birdman. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've 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 been over that. Crowd. Yeah, but uh, no, but but seriously, like I I implore you that we're, this is going to be a reoccurring theme. Spoiler alert! I implore you to see Little Women, and Timothy Chalamet should be on this list. One I, of these years, um, I'm gonna one of these years in by years, I mean hopefully in the next six months, I'm gonna sit down and watch the original Dune so that I'm ready to see the new Dune. <laughs> right, I'm with you. We'll Just do it put together. It on Plex so okay. That I eventually, I can get to it. Hey, it uh, sounds good. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm not going to. We'll make it happen. Um, so okay. So it sounds like we're in agreement. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, yeah. I. I. The only thing is, I haven't seen a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, it's very likely that he should win. But of the ones that I've seen, I'll go with Brad Pitt. Okay. Um. And also, you think that's the one who will win? Right? I do think that he's we, the one that will win. Yes. That's that's our thing, right? Who would we pick and who we think will win? Exactly. So, I'm All picking right. Brad, well, uh, but I assume Brad will win. Okay. Um, I still think, what's his name? Since I didn't see 
Little Women, Timothy Chalamet. I still think that, um, I totally forgot his name, and there's a 0% chance I'm going to remember it. Uh, the guy from Parasite who played the father, um, Kim K. Tick. Also um, should have been on there instead of... Okay. Yeah, I absolutely uh. think he should have been nominated. Uh, anyway, on to actress in a leading role. We have Cynthia Rivo for Harriet. We have Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. We have Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. We have Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. So this one's an easy one for me. Uh, it wasn't easy before this evening. Uh, this is going to be a reoccurring theme. Saoirse Ronan, 100% all the way. Give her the gold. It was wow. an incredible performance. I really liked the movie. <laughs> We're going to get into more on that later. Uh, unfortunately, and I, I say that without having seen the movie, Renee Zellweger is going to get the Oscar for this. Um, but Saoirse Ronan is my pick. So today, I was reading a thing on The Hollywood Reporter. I guess they do this series over like the course of the season where they talk to voters for the MPAA or whatever. Um, no, not MPAA. The, uh, you know, the Academy. MPA, um, Motion Picture M- Association? or Yeah, no, wrong one. Um, oh. No, the, the, the you know, Academies of Acting and Sciences or whatever. The Academy. Okay. Um, they talk to different voters during the season anonymously and get what their ballot is. You know what I mean? And so they'll go on the record anonymously with who they're... And I strongly disagreed with the methodology this person chose to vote with because I a lot of it was just really biased. It was one of them was like, oh yeah, I don't really like that type of movie, so that's not getting my vote. And I was like, uh, what? No. no. Like, you do it based on the merits. Like, whether you like the movie or not. And like, listen, are we doing the most refined version of, of our, of, of critiquing because of our personal biases against the Irishman? No, but <laughs> like, I, I just didn't think it was that huh. great. Like, I said, I, I said know. Joe Pesci over over him you agreed like we have we have yeah. a critique it's just that in overall the movie was not strong yeah i don't know. i just didn't like the way they were going but the one thing that this was the one that was like the most well but see in this category it was like the weird like reasoning they were like Saoirse Ronan was playing a character who was like 30 years old but that's not what the character like the age of the character in the book or something like that so i can't vote for her because it's not believable and like marriage story like Oh, they had too nice of a house for an off-Broadway director and actress. So it's, like, not really a believable movie. And I was like, well, okay, fine. It's like, you know more about, like, the culture and, like, that's an unrealistic thing. So don't vote for it for best, like, original screenplay then. Like, but the performance is what the performance is. You know what I mean? Um, not, not to say that she should win it. I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. I, I, I reject that reasoning. Yeah. Oh, um, oh you, I mean, you're right to. But what the sum total of, of the thing was... She, I think it was a woman actually who was running. I, I don't 100% remember. Um, chose Renee Zellweger. It was like, not even close. This was the best performance in, in this category. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other one was they were like, oh, yeah, I can't vote for Cynthia Erivo because they should have chosen an American actress to play that role, not a British actress. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Fair enough. But she either performed it ably or she didn't. You know what I mean? Like, You know what, though? No, not even fair enough. No, that's just a stupid statement to make. I don't get it. No, I, it's a perfectly valid statement. It's not a perfectly valid reason to not vote for her. <sighs> People bother me. Uh, first off, Sorcha Ronan plays the same character at many ages in the movie. So that person didn't finish the movie. Second, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Scarlett I, I Johansson. I may have been misremembering the blurb, but still. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson was my pick prior to seeing Little Women. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of Renee Zellweger. That's my, that's one of that's on me. I haven't seen the movie, but even if I wasn't her biggest fan and I saw the movie, I would be able to recognize whether or not the performance I believe should fit. And I've, I've been adamant against movies that I don't think belong. And it wasn't because I hated the movie. It's because I didn't think they were best picture. We talked about Roma at length like that. I didn't think that was a good movie. Uh, I, if she was, if she's very good in the performance and I still am not a huge fan of hers, I would say, yeah, give her the award. Like it's, it's not because we're, we're able to separate what we want <laughs> and what is deserving. <laughs> You know, you should you should have choking fits on whiskey more often during the show because you sound glorious right now. Thank you. Is it raspy? <laughs> uh, no, no. It's just like like you have like it's like the sound quality of the microphone for whatever reason at the moment is picking up like your voice is like rich and resonant. Uh, I'm a fan. This All right, thank you. Great. Oh man, so you are making me blush. I don't know if it's you or the rye. That's a, a bit of both. Column mm-hmm. A, column B. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't see any of these roles, so I, mm. I don't have an informed opinion. Oh. Um, the only one of the actresses, I, I agree with you, I'm not a huge fan of Renee Zellweger in general, mm-hmm. didn't see the performance, so I can't right. rate her performance in this. Um, I like all the other four actresses to some degree or other. I would just personally be rooting for Cynthia Erivo because she's just like exploded under the scene in the last like three yeah. years. Um, I, and I just think she's great in general. I thought she was really good in Bad Times at the El Royale. I thought she was really good in Widows. Um, I feel like I saw her in something else, too. I, I can't remember now. But Every time uh, know, every she... time you say Bad Time at the El Royale, I go, man, that's a good movie. Like, I just want, like, it, it, it just comes back. It's a movie that's been put on the shelf. But anytime somebody says it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that came out. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie gets weird in the third act, and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, um, we like weird here. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But uh, I will say, uh, from the clips that I've seen, like the sizzle reel clip stuff that they do of that performance in Judy, it does look like she like transformed into the yeah, role. Yeah, so it sounds like she's the f- the like the clear front runner here. So, yeah. um, I would expect that she will be the one who wins. Um, so let's go on to best actor in a leading role. We have Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. I've been thinking about this one a lot lately. Um, first, let's get on the table. The probable winner is Joaquin Phoenix. He's been oh, getting a. I was gonna say disagree. I, from what I've been be seeing and hearing, no, Adam Driver. Oh, I don't think he's gonna win this. Hmm. I, I, uh, I that's what I thought I was hearing a lot of buzz about. Um, but I do think this is probably going to be a close type of like it could go in any way here. I mean, like Jonathan Price isn't going to win, but I've heard that he was great in this role. I think mm-hmm. he's great in general. Yeah, I think so too. I again haven't seen two posts, but I do like him. Uh, I yeah. don't have any strong positive or negative feelings about Antonio Banderas. Um, in like in general, yeah. Like I haven't. Um, I can't. I can't really place. A movie within the last five years that I've watched with him, I know that I've seen him in movies over and over again in the past. But in the last five years, was he in in Expendables in the last five years? I have no idea. <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a, he's a fine actor. I mean, he's fine. I I've never I've yeah. never been like blown away 
But the problem is, I've never seen him in anything that like would have taken note of. I I think that's probably the issue here for me is that I haven't seen him in like a performance where he was like really sinking his teeth into it. So it's it's again, it could just be it could just be like what I've seen him, you know, what I have to go on, and that's all I can go on. (laughs) The only really serious thing I saw him in was Philadelphia, Hmm. and that's almost thirty years ago, and he's pretty bit role in that so yeah uh leo's fine leo's being leo uh yeah i think it's i think it's again i love once upon a time in hollywood i think it's a great movie i'm not i'm when i hear like all of these awards for it like nominations for it i'm like huh like i like i liked it a lot i just didn't think we were gonna get here with yeah all no of i agree praise. uh so that's he's not my pick um I you know that I liked the Joker. I liked it a lot more than than you and Gary did. Uh, even so, there was something about it where I I, th- I think the the performance is really good. I think it's just mm-hmm. a, for whatever reason. Again, I'm not compelled to vote that way. I I really liked Adam Driver, and I've 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 liked Adam Driver for a while now, and I thought he did a tremendous job in that movie in particular. And I he would get in my vote. But I do think Joaquin Phoenix is going to take the Oscar. Well, as I said to Anthony before the uh, the show started, my Netflix the app was just not working, and so I just basically rage quit. Marriage Story only saw about ten minutes of the movie, so I don't have an opinion, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I have such a weird relationship with watching like with Adam Driver as an actor and a dude because like you did you see his. Um, his SNL a couple weeks ago? Yes. I've also been rewatching the clip on repeat of Ray talking to him and them cutting to him on the on the set doing this monologue and smiling really weird and getting really close to the camera. I don't know if you've seen uh, this, yeah. but it's tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw, I saw it once. I have not seen it nearly as many times as you have. It's just but, been um, reposted over and over again, and every time I click it, because I love it. No, nah, that was funny. Um... His monologue was good. Um, I think actually, like low key, my favorite skit of that epi- of that episode was um, the one where they were doing like the PBS show, and he's the the high school teacher. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yep. as he's just getting like more frazzled throughout the course of it, and I, <laughs> when he storms off set at the end, and he says like go to whatever, he goes, I'm gonna be screaming the c word into my shirt. <laughs> what, what comes first? <laughs> He goes, uh, the guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely the guy. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that was, I think, his funniest one on that on that episode. Yeah. The uh, I was expecting a little bit more from the Undercover Boss uh, sequel that they did, but the first one was actually really funny. The second one was okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was just... <laughs> uh, really, the only part that got me with that one was when um, he decides that he's going to do good and like get the girl the pilot job and then she goes what no I don't want to fly like Kyler I don't want to fly like Luke Skywalker yep. <laughs> then he stabs her <laughs> then you'll die like him too <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> oh man that was silly that was silly. he was in uh, I like I, I, I'm a fan of watching SNL I also like the history of it and he was I, I feel like more than other hosts was in like every skit <laughs> I think he was literally it was crazy one. With actually, with the exception of I think the only thing he wasn't in was Weekend Update, right? And I was expecting him to somehow get in there, but yeah, I, I love the Weekend Update. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, um, but anyway, 
Uh, I know it was all derailing a bit, but just to the point of it's weird, it's awkward because I know someone who literally worked with him and he's kind of a douche, it sounds like, in real life. Like, not necessarily a bad guy, just, like, douchey. Hmm. Um, I reserve... I would reserve judgment on that point until I've had an experience interacting with him. I'm just saying that I have a a very close friend who worked with him repeatedly, yeah. whose opinion I trust. So sure, I'm just it's not, I'm, it's, here, it's not like hearsay point. from someone online. It's someone who like I literally is one of my best friends. My point um, is everybody has a, a day here and there. Yeah, but like it wasn't one day. Like he like this person worked with him over the course of months. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. That's neither here nor there. Um, I do think he's a talented actor. I, at times, I just find him off-putting, um, and that like I don't think that's necessarily like what I'm supposed to be experiencing in that moment. Mm-hmm. I do think he was good as Kylo Ren in general. I think that that character was annoying, but I think the character was supposed to be annoying, and it Absolutely. was still better written by like a billion times than Anakin was. Mm-hmm. So, but regardless. I think I would probably pick him for this just from what I'm hearing, and it's I I think that I I think that he will be the one to win. Uh, it's funny that this is the one that we're so like you were like oh no it's gonna be Joaquin I think yeah and for him I'm like oh I I feel like it's gonna be him. I feel like the previous award shows and like buzz has been very strong around this category and um and the one that we just did uh where uh the we did actress where Renee Zellweger is up. And like th- those two have been consistently pulling an award, so I just feel like it's. Get- I don't think much is going to change. Usually, you could use the other shows as a barometer for like how this is going to go. Uh, sure, there's upsets and there's there's differences, which I- I'm glad because otherwise it would be <laughs> kind of silly at this point to watch it because all of the other award shows have aired. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's the way it's going to go, especially with the reception that he's been getting when when he wins. So mm. we'll see. You know, I I would yeah. I would like Adam Driver to get it, but okay. I just don't. I think that it's probably going to go to Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I realized that we screwed up yep. a few minutes ago. And that we already did actress in a leading role, so we're going to do actress in a supporting role Doing now. It live. <laughs> we have Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. We have Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Uh, Scarlett Johansson again in Jojo Rabbit. Good for her being in. I still find weird. Um, uh, it's weird that someone can be nominated for two things. Um, Florence Pugh for Little Woman and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Oh man, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't know her real name. Uh, Who? Uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Yep, I knew Amy. Uh, I didn't realize she was up. <laughs> uh, and uh, until I this is tough. This is a tough one. Ooh, my pick. Hmm. You go first. I'm having a hard time here. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, well, sorry, I've seen one of these four, five roles. Um, I was impressed with Scarlett Johansson, actually, in Jojo Rabbit. Um, so by default, I guess, technically, she'll be my pick, because she's the only one of them that I've seen. Okay. I will say that what I've heard, it sounds like it could probably come down between Laura Dern and Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have much of an opinion, obviously. So, until today... Uh, also, I don't know, Laura Dern has been in 90% of the movies I've seen this year. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, she, <laughs> she's just always there, and I'm fine with it. She's great. <laughs> it's just like, I love having that. Uh, it's the She is the embodiment of John Mulaney's skit on Fun Mom Energy. <laughs> and she's, she's just tremendous. Uh, she was really good in Marriage Story. She was like, she, she flip-flops between like, 
cutthroat and personal, like, in a second. Like, it's ridiculous. And it's awesome to watch. She's really good. Uh, And I'm torn between her and Florence Pugh. Is it Pugh? I don't know, actually. I'm torn between Laura and Florence. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to leave her last name out of it. It feels feels like you have one of those weird things where it's like, just the most recent thing you saw is really impressing upon you. Yeah, I... That's not actually... That's not the case here. Uh, There was something that she... So, you know why? And here's... This is the... That... She took me on a roller coaster through this movie of early on in Little Women, I couldn't stand her. I was like, you (laughs) bitch. Like, you're the worst human being that there is in this world. And that's not true. I don't mean that, that, that strongly. But she really... I she, She was really getting under my skin. And then... They just give you like, they give you like five minutes with her, and you get into this like into her head and understand her decisions and the way that she did things and why she and like all of a sudden the rest of the performance had so much more to it and I was just like, holy shit! <laughs> I was like, that was really good. And when the movie ended, I was like, God, this was good. Uh, so I'm gonna go with I. My, she's my vote. Uh, I think Laura Dern will win. Okay, I didn't mean to accuse you. No, no, just, that's fine. It was funny because, people, like... People accuse me of all sorts of things when it comes to movies and what I like. Uh, <laughs> it was just funny because, like, it's, like, two roles that, like, I wouldn't have said were the more hyped ones in their categories. Plus, you just threw in Timothy Chalamet, too, who yeah. wasn't nominated. Yeah. And I was like, it's like, hey. man, this movie really stuck with him. Is it just because he saw it, like, right now, or was it that good? Because shit. Fun fact, Laura Dern, also in Little Women. <laughs> Would have been awesome if it was like Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Laura Dern, Little Woman. Has that happened before? Has a character been up she, in the category she, twice? I was going to say, she like tried to one-up ScarJo getting nominated for Actress and Supporting Actress. Yeah. I would be Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress twice yeah. in this category. Ooh, I'm going to come in first and second. <laughs> Two bites at the apple. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going with Florence just because that, that character took me by surprise, and uh, Laura Dern is probably should probably win. It was funny because before I was torn earlier, I was torn between Laura Dern and Scarlett Johansson, and then but I ultimately picked Laura Dern, I believe, like when we first looked at this list, and now I'm going the other way with with a new character that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, now I, I really, I really want to see Bombshell. I'm very curious. I unfortunately I have no interest in seeing Richard Jewell. I don't really have that. That feels like a I'm super bored and it just happened to pop up on HBO. I might watch it type of movie. That's like a I'm depressed and want to feel worse. Like that's what that movie feels like to me. You put that on when you really just want to sink into it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, sorry, I was flipping through the Oscar nominees. I was flipping through the Oscar nominees to try and find um, adapted screenplay, and I passed by sound editing, mm. and I saw Ford vs. Ferrari there. For, Ferrari. Ford Ferrari there. And I was like, yeah, Ferrari there. Um, and I was like, man, that did have some interesting sound, because I did feel like I was at a racetrack as it was blasting me in the fucking face from my sound bar. You know what else that movie has a lot of? Shifting. What? Just all of these movies have a tremendous amount of shifting. (laughs) And that's how you know it's realistic. (laughs) It only it's only better in the Fast and the Furious when they shift and there's only two pedals. That's the best. This is (laughs) (laughs) 
This is just. I guess I've never noticed that before. Oh yeah, there's there are some clear shifts, and then slamming on a double wide brake pedal in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of shifting for already going 200 miles an hour. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I did find it pretty realistic in in uh, Ford versus Ferrari because, um, <laughs> like, he was doing. <laughs> See, I think I really sold it there because I was looking off screen when I did it and it sounded super casual. Yeah, you got me. You did get me. Um, <laughs> no, I did sure. think it was pretty realistic because, like, you know, he was doing it as he's approaching curves and stuff like that. And it's like, like, they did have attention to detail on that, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, let's do best adapted screenplay. So we have The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. Okay, okay. I have very little interest in the Irishman or the Joker winning this. Yeah. I don't... What? Okay, so here's... we're gonna Honestly, I read through these before. Uh, we were doing the show. Right before we started, I, we, we were discussing which of the categories we wanted to sink our teeth into. And I had thrown out the writing categories because I'm interested in them. Uh, this was one of the ones that I was very interested in. I don't understand... I don't fully get what qualifies adapted versus original. I thought I did. And then Joker is on there. And I don't really get it. Because it's not a story that... like Is it because the character is adapted into the situation? Yes, it's because it's based on IP. That Okay, so that's the key? I believe so, at least is, in this case, yes. Is 1917 then in the wrong category? <laughs> well, no, because... It's it the was... world's IP. <laughs> No, but it was based on, it was a fictional account of events that this that the writers and director came up with, based on his recollections of stories his grandfather told him from actually being in the war. We should change this to writing based on no shit and writing based on some shit. That would be awesome. Well, because like <laughs> it would have been a, it would have been like adapted screenplay if it was based on. His it probably would have been based on adapted. Uh, it would have been adapted screenplay if it was based on his grandfather's actual account of like the Battle of the Somme or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would would be my would be my guess. You know what I mean? Because like the Irishman is the movie is based on a book that is a supposedly nonfiction account of that guy's life. Yeah, and the two popes the same thing. You know, I, well I don't know if it's based on a book specifically, but it's based on the real-life encounters and transition of power between the two popes, Benedict mm-hmm. and Francis. So, what's your pick for this one? Uh, well, thankfully, unlike some of the other categories, I saw three of these five movies. Um, like I said, I have zero interest in Irishman and Joker winning, so by default, and I don't feel bad about it, I would go with Jojo Rabbit, just because I enjoyed that movie. I would be... Uh, so I'm on the fence with this one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually my my pick is Jojo Rabbit because I I need to give this movie some recognition and it's not going to get the other ones for me. Yeah. But I I really really liked Jojo Rabbit. Um, I also am dying to see a Taika Waititi acceptance speech, and <laughs> like I like is he going to be in the uniform? Like what's he going to do on Sunday? Is my question. Oh my god, he cannot go up as Adolf Hitler, dude. He cannot do that. I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, Jojo Rabbit. I could maybe see him doing like 
a line in that ridiculous accent, but that's about it. Jo- Jojo Rabbit was was fant- was just really. I I really thought that was a a, a great movie. I, I it was I, added, it was very well written. Yeah. So like I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. So um, uh, I was surprised you didn't go with Little Women there. So well, here's my here was my one my one thing there, and that is that I don't I didn't read the Did you read Little Women? Mm-mm. I have to. So I need to consult somebody who has read it, or I need to read it myself. I. F- Fear that it wasn't so much adapted. Well, the thing is, I don't know how the Academy, and I don't think the, you can use the Academy as like a catch-all term in this case. I don't know how they treat this one if it's based on its fidelity to the thing it's adapting, or just its inherent quality of its own and acknowledging the fact that it's adapted from something else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think that historical accuracy or you know page to screen accuracy for the most part i'm sure there are some voters that do take it into account but i don't think that's the case because i'm sure that every person who's watching one of these movies hasn't read the source material yeah yeah i don't know i I, i'm i'm not it's interesting i'm just curious i need i need to either read it or or talk to someone just because i am i am genuinely curious myself um i don't remember what has been like going well in this category before. What do you think's gonna win? My guess is the Irishman's gonna you win. You think the okay. Um Because I know that amongst like people who are voters, although surprisingly, that voter I mentioned earlier, um, anonymous voter that was like telling their ballot hated the Irishman, mm-hmm. like as much as we did. Um thought all of the movie, the performances, all that were severely overrated by the field. Um, so it was not that person's pick. I don't remember what they chose, but that was not the one. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't. I. I don't know what I think is going to win this. This is a. This is a toss up. I. I'm going to say that. I think. I think Joker might win. I'm not sure. For all the things for it to fucking win, you think it's going to win this? Like. And it's nominated for 11 things, which is ridiculous. Like, it does not... <sighs> even if you like the movie, like, it's... It's not anything special that it should be nominated for that many things. Yeah, I guess it really comes down to what does adapted... Like, what are you looking for? What are they looking for in adapted screenplay? My, my read on it, in general, would be the best overall screenplay that happens to be adapted from something else. Because I I I, I gotta I, without seeing again this could be this is not a fair criticism and I don't really know if it's criticism so much but out of Little Women and The Irishman two things that I didn't read the source material it felt like a almost a verbatim like a, adaptation and that's what makes me wonder of like is it <laughs> more so The Irishman because it felt like reading a hard to get through book but the <laughs> I don't know Jojo Rabbit felt very fit for the screen. And that's what makes me think that, that that's part of the reason why I want it to win. Um, okay. Joker, there were certain aspects of it that were like, that felt like a comic book come to life. Some of the more gritty graphic novels come to life, uh, which I think in that aspect, I think did a good job. Um, I get two popes we haven't seen. So I'm not really sure. I, uh, I think I, I'm, I'll just, if I had to just wager, I would I guess I would say Joker for now. Okay. It's funny, uh, for this category, I don't know what the breakdown of people will feel like on this, but for something like director or picture, I think it's going to be a very big 
quote-unquote old-school, new-school split. Because hmm. I think old-school voters are going to put that dead last. Because they're going to see it for the pastiche of, of that it is, you know what I mean, of the Scorsese films. And the newer school ones who, like, don't know or don't care about that so much may be more generous towards it. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Yeah. And interesting, in that split, can something else come and win? Well, because the, 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 the inverse will be true as well. I think the older school people will be leaning more towards something like the Irishman, whereas the newer school probably would be more aligned the way we are. So, yeah, I think that it's kind of like, I think there's a chance for director and picture that those two cancel each other out, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, let's go. As I said, let's move on to writing for original screenplay. We have Knives Out by Ryan Johnson, Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach. 1917 by Sam Mendes and someone else whose name was cut off. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino and Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, 1917 is Sam Mendes and Chrissy Wilson Cairns. No, it'd be nice for me to see that, but for some reason I just got and and then an ellipses. <laughs> nice. This one's uh, very easy for me. This okay. one is, what, my... In my opinion, like my clear winner here is Knives Out. Is a hundred percent Knives Out. That is the of this list of any list for me this year. Original writing in a screenplay. It's Knives Out every day, all day. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood will probably win. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm actually split. I think that the most likely to win would be either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. Mm. Although I would lean towards Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, the one I would really want to win is Knives Out. I just don't know if it'll be taken seriously enough by the voters of the Academy. I don't think it will, but that's the... It'll it'll be the winner in my book. Yeah, I, and I mean, to be fair, my desire for it to win doesn't necessarily translate to like what I would vote if I was being 100% serious. Like, this is my serious ballot if I had a vote. Because mm-hmm. I think I would actually probably go with Parasite mm. for this one. Um despite my love for Johnson and Knives Out. Um, but I don't think it's unreasonable for it to be in this. I, I think it's deserving in this category um, to be mentioned among them. So, Yeah. But I, I agree. I think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the most likely to win. Yep, yep, yep. I'm with you. All right, so then we're going to have director. i got to find that because I fucking lost that one somewhere up here. <laughs> They're very out of order. Yeah, this is annoying me a lot. Like... Actually, Either they're in it. they're in alphabetical order. Is that what it is? At least on the are you on the Oscar site? Yeah, yeah, I believe it's. It looks like it's alphabetical order to me. See, I would have accepted two things. I would have accepted the order of importance or the order of the way that they do it when they present them, mm-hmm. because the order is generally about the same, right? Don't they do like supporting actress and actor pretty early, and then the last two are, like, director and picture. Yeah. If they'd done mm-hmm. it in that order, or if they'd done it in, like, order of relative importance, this alphabetical thing's not working for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, for, direct, for directing, we have uh, The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips. It's so weird that they're both nominated in this year. Um, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. This is the only category where I believe my pick is the pick. 1917 needs to win directing. <laughs> um, it's funny. I, I mean, <sighs> the only 
I would be okay with 1917 Parasite or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood winning. Mm. Even though I didn't really love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I get why it's up for it. I get oh, yeah. why people 100%. Like, like it. Like I, I get why people would vote for it. The other two, I just don't get. Joker and Irishman? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just don't get them. Honestly, I, I, I think Knives Out should be up for directing also. Yeah. I, I, I was... I was, I was. Yeah. Also, also, how about this? Like a movie that's nominated for other stuff. Like, how about Ford vs Ferrari? Why isn't that nominated? How? Why isn't Little Women nominated? That's a that's a really good question. So I have a I have a theory on this one, um, and it's probably wrong. Uh, actually, I don't have as much of a theory on Ford vs Ferrari. I think that's actually uh, I think it was a well directed movie. Um, I was pretty much engaged the entire way through. I think that they they like the way they shot it was. You were able to tell what was coming, but that was because of the way that they did the storytelling through the lens. I thought it was really, I, I, I thought it was good. Um, Little Women, I was talking to Kim a little bit about this in the car and on the way home from the movie. And I, the only, there were a handful of things that were a little bit jarring that I do think were directing related, which I think maybe nixed points and got it off the list. Well, I read something a few weeks ago. Someone said, Two actresses are nominated for it, and it's nominated for a screenplay award. So how is the director and picture like not on the table for this? The picture's on the table. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So why isn't the director on? Oh, that's, so there you go. It's got a Best Picture nominee, two actress nominees, and a writing nominee. Why is the director nominee not on yeah. the table as well? I, uh, like, it's I'm a not, really valid point. Oh, absolutely, it is valid. I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out like if there's a reason. What is it? There was only. There was one. There were in the movie. There were a couple times where I had like shook myself out of like being kind of thrown, and they were director decisions that threw me. Mm. And I. That's my only guess. And it is actually a similar thing that happened twice. But there's a lot of time jumping in the movie. There is not a clear indication of the jump when it's happening because we're talking a range of about, it, I think it's like seven years. It could be maybe 10 up to 10, depending on how, it, how it, I didn't fully follow. But the characters, the style, there's not enough differentiation between the time frames, And it takes a minute to get your bearings as to, wait, when is this? And that, I believe, is a fault of direction. It's funny, though, but then that, wouldn't that then same critique go just as much to screenplay as well? No, I don't think so. Because when you realize, when you, when you, when you piece it, because it's a visual thing. And honestly, it, it really is like, it, it has to do with watching the screen and the way that it's cut and not being able to immediately tell the jump has happened. I guess what I'm saying is if... If you visually can't tell that there's been a change in time period, and it takes you a while to figure it out, does that mean then that the screenplay is also not? No, I, I don't think so because I think it's the screenplay that helps you realize you have. Okay. I think the screenplay okay. has. I, the I, I didn't see it. That's no, no, I, no. It's, it's a valid. It's a valid question. I think that's my only guess. I, I, is it right? Probably. Is it probably not? I don't know. I'm just saying that that would be that would be my guess. It didn't. Okay. Watching the movie, really, really enjoying the movie. I didn't. I didn't think. Wow. Like, I don't know. I, I compare when I compare when I think directing. I was like, how close to Christopher Nolan is this? <laughs> because he's my favorite. And it's like it wasn't. It, I never had that. I thought the characters were strong. The performances were incredible. The writing was really good. The 
I actually some of the cinematography is like is beautiful. The scenery, the set design, production, all it's all very good. The only things that I during the movie that I pulled that I took issue with watching the movie were certain choices made by the director, and that's why I was a little bit. Uh, that's why I'm not so much, and I, I don't want like I don't want it to be a whole thing because there's a lot of articles out there that the like you know Greta Gerwig was snubbed like and I, it's like I don't necessarily like sure like it, it it begs the question of like is there like you know give me a reason why and this is I'm I'm giving you a reason I don't know if it's right I this is just okay. my my take on it like it wouldn't it probably wouldn't have gotten my nominee but so but I'm not but some of these other options wouldn't have either. So yeah, well, I, I, w- I will say I've always found it curious. I mean, I know this is kind of telling on myself, being somewhat unrefined in the field, right? But I've always found it a little odd for a movie to be nominated for directing or picture, but not the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's more common for it to be nominated for picture than directing because there's twice as many slots available. Yeah, what was the uh, this happened? Uh, this has happened a few times in the past few years, and I, yeah, uh, Argo comes to mind, like. That was picture, not director. Again, same yeah. thing. Um, yeah, um, it's interesting. That one, but, anyway. but that one, I disagreed with it more so because I I was a fan of how that movie was directed. I liked the execution there. Yeah, this one, I it was mostly there and fine. It was. I think the strengths were in all of the other parts of the movie. Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I will say three of these five for directing seem to me to be very well deserving. Two of them. Less so. Um, and I, I gave up two options of things that I thought were better. Now, I get The Irishman was always going to be nominated for this, right? Mm-hmm. So we're really fighting for two other movies to steal Joker's spot. Um, Ford vs. Ferrari. For, for, I did it again. <laughs> Jesus, that, that one was not even on purpose. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, two out of three have not been on purpose. <laughs> um, I don't know why Ford vs. Ferrari wouldn't be on here. Because I don't think that any of the performances were really incredible actually probably the best of them and it's very small amounts was tracy letts as uh the deuce but uh he was too small of a role to be for uh for supporting actor mm-hmm. but i didn't think that bale or demon was like so great in this movie they were both good but not worthy of, of actors but if it's a best picture contender and you didn't have tremendous performances and you didn't have a quote-unquote tremendous script wouldn't that mean that the guy who directed it directed the hell out of it? Right. It's got to, if, yeah, if you're getting all this recognition, there's got to be something. It's either the sum of all of these parts that make it that good, or there's one in particular thing that's really bringing it up. And Well, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is if it's the sum of all the parts, the guy who directed it is the glue that's bringing <laughs> those parts together. Right, which is funny because they could, they could do it in both ways. It could either be the sum of all these little things or there could just be some standout piece of the direction, right? Like that, that happens. That makes it so good. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, yeah, you could, re- I, you could easily replace the top two on this, like that, on that list that you, I, I agree with you. And that could, t- that could take a spot. I, I've got my issues with Ford versus Ferrari. Is it V? Should you do you say V like a lawsuit? Is it how do you do this? <laughs> it is a V. That's a good point. There's no V. There's no S. So Ford v Ferrari. Yeah. I uh, honestly, I it wouldn't be on here for me, but I get what you're saying in the context of like it's recognized in other spots of this list. I don't know. Uh, 
But for and between it, you and me, it's between those. It's between those three that we mentioned: 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. My pick, yeah. and the one that I do think will win, is 1917. And I, I really think that the movie deserves to win. I think the directing in that movie is unreal. It's it's funny because like like my heart wants to kind of go with Parasite, Parasite but I, I do think I would go with 1917. But actually, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be the one that actually wins. Mm. Interesting. Even though I don't agree, I think that the I just wonder if there's any sort of pushback to the because there's gonna be so many people who go and vote for 1917 on the back of the amount of work that goes into making this movie that's been cut a bunch of times look like it's only one cut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of well, that's, that's film editing, issue. though, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, I guess it could very well. It's also that. cinematography. It's I imagine it's up for, and it's probably no contest. It it is definitely up for it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's no yeah. contest, but it's definitely up for it. Um, but yeah, I I would go with it. But I wonder if there's enough people who are pushing back against it. Like, oh, it's a gimmick. Like, blah blah blah. Like, where anyone could do it, type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I just think you know, there's a lot of love for Tarantino out there. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if that wins. Mm-hmm. Which leaves us then with. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there's Ford v. Ferrari. There's... <laughs> was that one on purpose? <laughs> yeah, that one was on purpose. I want to... Hang on. Okay, so this really... I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to be angry at this list now. And here's why. The list was... What order is this in? Oh, it's alphabetical. Except for Best Picture is under P. Um, no, it's under B. For me, it's under P. Oh, I have, it's the top of the list for mine. Wow. We're, what, I, I'm on the Oscars.org website. <laughs> I'm on Oscars.go.com slash nominees. What the hell is that? <laughs> why do we have two different lists? Why are they in two different orders? Why is mine in alphabetical order? And why is B in between production and music? <laughs> well, because it's clearly P is between those things. Uh, I, I'm guessing that mine is not the Academy's website. It's the ABC website. Uh... It's okay. the website for the show, the Oscars, not the Academy's Oscars. Right. Right. Um, anyway, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, <laughs> Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And also, I'm finally realizing, because I've been really thrown off by 1917's order in these lists, mm-hmm. Because numbers would typically either be before the letters or after the letters, mm-hmm. and it's only just now that I'm realizing that it's the and, N in nineteen. Yep. That's but that's it's, actually really it's wrong. Me off. Yeah, it should be. It should actually be first. It should be first or last. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, granted, order. the alphabetical order on my list is fine. So it's right in the middle is where it's supposed to be, from what I understand. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have nine nominees this year. <laughs> Um, we've talked about Parasite, 1917, Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, Irishman, and Joker. So we've done six of these. We've done episodes on six of these nine movies. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on what would you choose? Okay. We've got a lot of... Th- Actually, first, let's start with this. Is there anything that you felt was a huge omission from this list? That's a really good question. I was going to start off with this list is too long. Well, whether you were whether you were replacing, whether oh, you were that's adding, tough. Ugh. Was there anything that you Hang felt? On. I'm gonna do this live. I'm pulling out the phone. 
I am going to the wallet. I am opening up my tickets for movies last year. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to scroll through real quick. Uh I'm going to I'm going to read these are only the Cinemark movies that I saw. So I'm going to read I'm going to read through them and I will say yes or no should be on the list. Okay? Okay. Star Wars. No. Knives Out. Yes. Last Christmas. No. Frozen 2. Maybe. <laughs> Motherless Brooklyn. Probably more deserving than a lot of these movies. Doctor Sleep, 100% should be on the list. Doctor Sleep! <laughs> Zombieland, Double Tap, no. Joker, I actually, no. Like, I don't, I, 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 again, and I liked the movie. I just don't think that it's a best picture option here. Well, you, you, you really liked Star Wars, too. Yeah. Clearly same. not best picture. Same. It, it, Chapter 2, nope. Spider-Man Far From Home, no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sure. The Lion King, no. Toy Story Four, uh, maybe. <laughs> the, the animateds go in their own category. Yeah, John Wick, no. Aladdin, no. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, no. Batman 30th Anniversary, forgot about that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame, uh, I, yeah, I mean, for me, sure, but no. Shazam, <laughs> no. Five Feet Apart, no. Us, us. Eh. Huh. I don't know. I'm on the fence with that one. I didn't love it, but there is it definitely maybe directing. I the, the movie was well made. It just wasn't really for me. You know uh, what? I would put it for I would well actually, we'll talk about snubs. She should have been nominated. Oh for yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a snub. Absolutely. Um I would put cinematography. Mm. And I would probably do like score. Mm. As okay. well. We have like, got or sound editing, maybe. Captain Marvel, no. Alita Battle Angel, nope. Glass, no. Bumblebee, god no. Um, <laughs> oh, now we're in January, which were movies that were actually nominated last year, so I'm not going to go into those. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's, you know, a couple, couple things there. Um, this movie, this list is too long. Uh, I don't think that Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Joker should be on it. I don't think. Uh, I disagree. I think actually Ford Ford v Ferrari should be on here. <laughs> um, Joker Irishman shouldn't be on here. Um, I would add Doctor Sleep. You know, I it's funny. I was I, I know we both liked it. I, I I know you surprisingly liked it a lot. I liked it a, a lot. Um, and I wasn't really. I was like, you know, what, if I mention it, is is Anthony gonna laugh at me? I'm glad that you said it before I did because you but, know what? Let me, I agree. It should be. Let on me there. say here's here's why. That movie had I. More so with me than most, had a lot more to overcome. I am an outlier when it comes to not liking The Shining. Yeah. I love and, the- and also, you went into the movie expecting to not like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Which, as a movie lover, it, that's probably in its best interest is me setting the bar really low. Because as when it comes to movies, I'm not rooting against the movie. I'm just setting my expectations. I don't want it to be mm. bad. I want it to be good. So that really, it's really the best case scenario. <laughs> is you no, but sometimes when you go in with that attitude, you're more inclined to poke holes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably true of what of my critique of other things. At the end of the day, anytime I go to the movies, I want to enjoy it. I really do. Sure. Um, I I don't I don't go in like ugh like. Ugh, let me see what's going to be wrong with this that I could write down. You know, like, I, I want to <laughs> like it. Um, and you know what? Can we, like, that's also, like, a, that's how a lot of people that do reviews 
that I, at least that I've read, I feel approach this type of stuff. And it's like, what are you doing? Go to mm. like it. Go to be a fan. Like root for. I don't it know. To I guess well. I can understand. I was like, I can understand if you know you're a critic and you watch, let's say, sixty movies over the course of the year for your job, not because you're watching it. Like mm. you're doing more than a movie per week for your job. Yeah. And I could totally see if you've been doing that for thirty years that, oh, we're doing another Marvel movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ugh, another gangster movie or whatever. I could totally see that being. I don't think they do that though. They don't say, "Ugh, another gangster movie." Clearly, it's on this list a hundred thousand times. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just just making my snide comment about the Irishman. The thing is, I agree with you that many of them are that, but there are some that are the polar opposite of that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's, I'm sure, for every one, every you know, five of them that said that, there's one of them who was like, "Are we really doing another war movie?" Are we really doing another gangster movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I but, uh, well, uh, What I was getting at, though, was of this list, the list is too long. Uh, they extended the list. Uh, it should have been extended in the year to include The Dark Knight, and it wasn't. And now the list is really long, and some things got on the list, and it kind of diminishes the accomplishments of some of the other movies, in my opinion. The last five movies extent, on the list are I, the ones that deserve it, in my, I think. Well, I was going to say, though, is the one thing I'll say is... Um, you know, they they didn't nominate the full 10 that they had an option to. Right? Yes, that's true. So where's Doctor So Come on, give me some. Give yeah, me some you know, you might as well. Really um, really, but I no, you're it. right. Ten, 10 is probably too much. Maybe 8 would probably be good. No, no. 5. Have a harder time. Like, no, like it's not on me. It's on you guys. I will, <laughs> I, I will say I, I agree with you. Just understand that if it was still 5... The five in this case, like this year, and it's not fair to say that because, you know, other years it wouldn't be true per se. But if you're going to just pick five from this list, the Academy would choose Irishman, Joker, Hollywood, 1917, Ford v. Ferrari. And like Parasite is more worthy than a bunch of those movies. Mm. Little Woman seems like it's more worthy than a couple of those movies. Um, And there's people who've raved about Marriage Story. So, um and is the funny thing is, as much as I like Jojo Rabbit, I, I don't know that it's like it's not no, best picture. Exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm me, with you. Really, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna revamp the Oscars system. We're gonna do five picks for each category, and we're gonna give out a bronze, silver, and gold. I want to. I'm very curious. A lot of the times, who came in second? I want to know who's second. <laughs> um, La La Land. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I fear I fear you're going to say the same thing as before. Uh, officially, my pick for best will be Little Women. And it is greater. There's a lot of parts there that make up, make it that the best picture for me. Um, I, for, I want little, I like Little Women the best out of these movies. I think. Wait, Little Women passed 1917 for you? Yeah, for best picture, yes. Yeah, wow, like okay. it, it, Cause, it got because a few weeks ago that was what was really standing strong for you. So yeah, so uh, luckily I am I am fortunate enough that my wife loves movies the way that I love movies, and we talk about these things, and we after the, I love seeing a movie with her and talking about it afterwards, and we're always on like we love we we watched all the Oscar movies together. We do every year, and it was like we were talking about it. Like after the movie was over, I looked at her. I was like, that was good. Like. 
good. And she's like, I think that was my favorite. I was like, me too. <laughs> and, it's like, and we both went in going like, we're just seeing it because it's on the list. That's how we felt about it going in. It's just on the list. That's why. Got to see them all. Got to check them all so that our opinion is at least we've seen everything and we can have our choice based on what we like of, of all of the options. But that's it's my it was uh, there's I you we do this show. We're a hundred and something episodes in when you count bonuses. We're like one whatever 20 maybe. Um, yeah, we I love the movies. You love the movies. I love I love the way movies make me feel. I love that they can put me on a roller coaster. I love that I can feel really happy, really sad. I love that I can get involved with characters. I love that I can escape for a minute. I, I, it just takes me to a. I love movies the most out of things like things, not people. Of things, I love <laughs> movies. Like I like video games. I like computers and technology. I love movies, and. Certain movies can have a, you have like a physical response to it, right? You get chills, you tear up, you feel something when you're watching them. There were two movies on this list that got that reaction out of me. One was Little Women and one was 1917. Little Women did it more times throughout the movie. And it was just, I, I was invested, heavily invested. And again, I had voted for... Uh, the character uh, Florence, because she—I <laughs> was gonna say—I was gonna say her name in the movie, but it's her actual name is Florence. I—I I vote for her because of, like the roller coaster that she put me on through that movie. Like she's like—I think that character, like Sorcerer Ronan, great. That character might have made me feel more throughout the movie because again, I don't think that I've ever gone full 180 on a character the way that I did for that character. Where I was like, I hate you. <laughs> like, like for like, I don't know, 65% of the movie. And then at the end, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and like, way to sell that. Like, I don't know. Anyway, Little Women's my pick for best picture. I've, I've rambled way too long. <laughs> okay, that's your pick. Then what do you pick for what you think will win? I think Parasite's going to win. Really? Okay. Yep. I think Parasite's getting best picture. And not offended. No, I, I think it's. Very much a worthy um, choice. Um, I would say my top three for this would be 1A, 1B would be 1917 Parasite. Um, and then I actually really liked uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Um, it, was a, it was a good, good, very good movie. I was, I was compelled from start to finish. And I'm not really, like, like, I'm not a racing fan at all. Like, I've watched half an hour of one NASCAR race. <laughs> um, so like it's like not really like my thing. So like Talladega Nights is fun. So pick. So what's your what's your pick one? You got to make a cut a cutthroat decision. What's your my, pick? My my choice would just barely be nineteen seventy. Okay. What do you think is gonna win? Um, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Best Picture, win. really? Yes. Um, I think that it's up between that and nineteen seventeen. But again, if I have to choose what I think will win. I think it's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Well, now that... I, 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 the reason I asked you that to clarify that is I want to dive a little bit deeper into Ford v. Ferrari since we've both seen it and uh, we're exiting Oscar season. We're probably not going to do an episode on it. Uh, yeah. So let's. Let, I'd like to dive into that a little bit. I was watching the movie and the whole time I had this... 
there something wasn't sitting right with me about it. And now, granted, I I also didn't know the story. Did you know the story beforehand? No, okay, I didn't know the story. Um, which. Boy, oh boy, did that take me by surprise. Uh, but anyway, um, watching the movie, I was there was something it wasn't I wasn't quite it wasn't quite sitting right with me. It was that it was it, I don't know how else to put this other than it was a little too meat heady for me. Like the guy, it was just like a bunch of guys button heads, and I I'm not interested in that story. I mean, are you surprised no, by no, that, no, considering no. the material? Nope, nope, nope. Hang on. Okay, so that's let me let me be clear. Not surprised by that. It just it it surprises me that it's up for best picture. You know what surprised me? John Bernthal was actually playing a good guy. He was, how about how about maybe his best role? Like he was he was really strong as that character. I've never seen him play like I feel like I got more out of that character and more into his head based on what he was playing and the things that he was doing than some of the characters that were on screen, <laughs> like the majority of the movie. He did a really good job. Yeah. He's... In fact, they, they probably should have given him a little bit more, um, especially when you consider, like, how important of a person, <laughs> like, Lee Iacocca sure. was in, like, the history of this country um, and the history of the auto mm-hmm. industry. And this is him before he was capital L, right. Lee Iacocca, like, in the world. Um but yeah, I was just, it's so against the type of roles that he typically plays. Yeah. He was, there was like a, his characters usually are me against the world, exuding confidence. This guy is like, you know, last shot, I feel. And he, and the way he. Yeah, he's it. very precarious, like desperate, but like ultimately is trying to do what's right. Not just trying to cover his own ass. Mm-hmm. When you contrast him against Josh Lucas's character, who was just so slimy, and I, I feel like, like the listeners can can hear my facial expression. That if you've seen the movie, <laughs> you can hear my face. Like uh. he he plays slimy well. Like Josh Lucas did a good job too. Um, and actually, I thought Tracy Letts did really well. Mm. Um, he's been he was in Lady Bird. He was he played the father. Mm-hmm. And um, I know him better for um, Homeland. He was on a couple of seasons of Homeland, just coming out on new seasons, final seasons starting on Sunday. I'm kind of excited for. But um, that, mo- that movie, movie, uh, it was just a, it was a series of being dead. Like it, it, it felt like being up for a second and losing money like fifteen times over. That's what that movie was. Not saying Ford that that's Ferrari? yeah. Not saying that's a bad thing. Like that's what like I feel like that's kind of what they were. They you you watching that movie. I feel like you experience it the way that Miles is experiencing life. Yeah, and uh, which I believe is the intention. And you know, kudos, well done. You you nailed that piece of it. I was just like, by the end of it, I was I was just sad. I mean, I know you're gonna get like obviously that's a sad story. Um, I didn't know how sad of a story it was until I saw the yeah. movie. Um. I definitely I had no idea. I definitely thought that Matt Damon's voiceover was the end of the movie. And then it's yeah. like also this happened. And I was like, what? <laughs> like it, it definitely took me by surprise. I didn't know anything you know about this. I will say it was a little odd, disjointed for me, was how they chose to end it. I would have expected it kind of like 
the voiceover and then maybe like a bit of a text block to end it right after the crash. I was like expecting was a, that before. So that's that's actually crazy. I was expecting that before the crash, and I didn't think it was. Uh, I didn't think what happened happened. Really? I didn't know. I didn't know. No, I'm saying oh. I didn't know uh, until I watched the movie. The history of this. I didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know either. But what I'm saying is, once it happened, like I expected that. How it's like. It was a nice moment, like him going to yeah. find the sun, but it felt a bit a little Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, like it was just a little gratuitous. Like I think it could have. Just ended the way. What if it instead did? of giving the wrench to the kid, he throws it at the screen and goes, "How about them apples?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not the right way to end that movie. <laughs> Standing ovation. Um. <laughs> this is in the same universe as Goodwill Hunting. This is ridiculous. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> um. <laughs> I did think he can make this incredible car because he's so good at math. Like, it's insane. (laughs) I can never 100% tell. Like, we get the most look into Miles' life and family, and yet it still felt like Matt Damon's the main character of the movie. Yeah, it was weird. So I was a little confused why we didn't get anything at all about, like, him and his life. And maybe there's just no story to tell. Maybe it's just like, oh, yeah, he's he's just a dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I don't, we never saw anything about a wife and kids, so I don't know. It, it's funny. probably didn't have one. It, if, the, if the movie was, was that far ahead and, like, and those actors were nominated, it would have been, Matt Damon would have been, if, they were, if they, the performance were worthy and, like, they were up for it, they would, he would have been up for best actor and oh. Christian Bale would have been up for best supporting actor. And then we both would have been, like, it definitely, you would have had that minute of, like, wait a minute. Is that right? That's happened to me a few yeah. times with movies. I can't think of one right off the top of my head, but, like... I know sometime in the last five years that happened, and I was like, shouldn't that be the other <laughs> you way were like, around? Her? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, cool, because like we talked about it last week with Parasite, where like the father is the one like who's like named in the synopsis, like yeah. his family, this and that. It's like he felt like the third most important character of that family. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Um, but regardless, uh, no, I thought this was a good movie. I I just thought I was really compelled by it. I, was, uh, the reason I, I highlighted Tracy Letts was that scene where he takes him in the car and he breaks down crying. Mm. Totally shocked me. And I was like, wow, what a little bitch. Mm. And then you realize what it is he's actually crying about. That got like, me too. I was like, I was right? like all I was right. Like, oh my God. All right, guy, I hate this entire movie. Like, relax. Right? And then he tells you that and you're like, and then you, like, you get a couple of... Uh, e- e- you, then you like you think about your dad like I don't know it's like a weird it's a very strange well it was a whole thing about this when this movie came out how this is a peak dad movie and mm. like there was like think like a whole week of like ringer articles about how this was like peak dad movie it's definitely um, it is a very solid flick to go see with your father yeah, yeah um, which is why it's nominated for best picture um, <laughs> because a bunch of guys did it <laughs> is that what you're saying no like, no because it's it's it, like you can't tell me that the Oscars, in general, I'm not saying there weren't exceptions. Like Moonlight is not a dad movie, mm. and it won Best Picture. And it, you know, it sounds like it was warranted. I never actually saw the movie. Mm. Good movie. Um, but so much of like best, like Irishman, dad movie. Ford vs Ferrari, <laughs> Ferrari. That, that was an accidental one. Oh my god. Ford vs Ford vs Ferrari, dad. Movie. I want to know what it is movie. about the. Is it the, is it just so many R's that it breaks you? So. 
It's the Ford verse part because I've said the word Ferrari in my life a million times. Are you saying Ferrari? D? Are you putting a D in it or a T in it? A D, I guess. <laughs> I wish you were set. You just went a Q. Like what? Like how do you pronounce words? <laughs> the point is, I've said and thought the word so many times in my life, and today is mm. the only time I've ever done that to that word. So I don't know what's happening. It must just be the Ford V part because I've said the word Ferrari. A lot of times, or thought it, and there's, there's never been a D in there. Anyway, Ford vs. Ferrari, Irishman, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, are all extremely dad movies. Mm. And there's, like, every year, super dad movies that are nominated for Best Picture. Um, doesn't mean they always win, but, like, that's just, it is a thing. <laughs> it just has its own category? Yeah, best, dad, best dad movies is, is totally a thing. Extreme dad energy will get you nominated for... Best picture. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, I don't know. I just It just is a fact. It'd make a bunch of old guys feel something, and you could put it in the best picture list. Is that... Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is basically what I'm getting at. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just... I found it really compelling, this story. Mm. And it's not the type of thing that I necessarily... Like, feel like, oh, let's have a documentary. Let's tell you the story about Ford going up against Ferrari for the Le Mans race. And I was like, I'd be like pass the movie was really good yeah I, I i think the movie had good parts overall i wasn't thrilled with it and i yeah like i like i said there's there there was something about that about the meat-headedness of everything going down that was like that really took me out of the experience and it's probably just because i can't relate uh yeah um I, I will say that the actual racing sequences even though at this stage of my life this sort of movie like is not the thing i'm showing up for like, I don't need that adrenaline rush. Like, if I need an adrenaline rush, I can find another way to do it than to watch racing. Mm. Um, they had me, like, hooked. The way they were shot and the way that, like, from, like, a visual perspective, the, the, the audio, I felt like I was sitting in the, like, the inside the body of a car during a you race. Felt like you were, it, it felt, felt like you were like really driving there. that car. Yeah. And so I, that was interesting to me um yeah i just thought it was very well made overall yeah there were the the montage sequences really well mm-hmm. done yeah yeah felt like a. I love that i love i am a sucker for a good montage or montage like sequence i get jazzed up <laughs> like i really do the, montage adjacent even sequences? even uh, did you ever see hot rod they, like, make no. it known that that's what they're doing, and I think they call it that. I think they say, like, montage sequence? Like, like they do something ridiculous <laughs> before they do it, and I'm just like, yes, more of this directly into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I think that's why I like the Fast and Furious movies. It's 90% montage. The thing is, uh, somehow I've gotten back on board with Fast Yes! Dude, two um, things happened even today. Though I one made really you happy, one made me happy. I said that Dr. Sleep should be nominated for Best Picture. And you told me that you're on board with The Fast and Furious. You don't have to tell me you like it. Just that you're on board with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the stupidest thing in the Absolutely. world. But uh, Did you see the, the tweet I did for the Spin Shoot account on the, on the trailer? Yes. I was like, <laughs> adrenaline mixed with cocaine yeah. mixed with like human coffee and... Straight into my eyeballs. It's, like that was an exciting trailer. I think they said way too much oh, in the trailer, or showed way too much 100%. in the trailer. Which they just pull back. Do every time. Pull, like, why and that's why I don't understand. Is like we, the tickets are already sold. 
They don't like, even have to. They don't even have to edit and people... distribute a trailer. They could yeah. give you a date, an F, and a number, and people are gonna go. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna make the so, same amount of money either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're colossally stupid. <sighs> um, but the car drives off it, a cliff <laughs> and is caught by an airplane. <laughs> Save that. <laughs> what are you doing? Or no, you know what? Show me that. Show me the next car driving towards the cliff. Don't show me how it finishes the job. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They did that twice. I think cars go off cliffs multiple times in the trailer to resolution. <laughs> and in ways so that saying, would we, have we been got, surprising. <laughs> we got like action set piece hook and also action set piece conclusion multiple times. Like yeah. the whole truck sequence where the truck gets flipped up like Again, don't show me the truck flip. It's all. It just prevents me from that ridiculous. Uh, there's a reaction that you have. Let me know if if you. If you I'm sure you had this. Uh, where you where something ridiculous is happening in this in the movie, you inch your way to the edge of the seat, and as it happens, you go, and you you, you clap your hands, <laughs> and you pump one fist in the air, and that happened in the trailer. So now there's nothing left. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna see it. <laughs> I also want to point out that I uh, there's a um, How Did This Get Made, I think, is the podcast. It's with uh, Jason Manzukis and, uh, 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 oh, what's his name? Andre from the league? The bald guy? Oh, uh, Paul yeah, something? Paul, Paul, Paul Shear. Uh, they did one on uh, a Hobson show, which was, it, if, if, you, if you listen to any of the episodes, listen to that one. It's so funny. It's perfect. They joke about the ghost of Han for the next Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> and I was like, is this happening? <laughs> Did they make this happen? Uh, go, go. Just go. Just go watch them. Watch them all. I'm going to watch one tonight. I'm going to put it on as I go to sleep. That's not true. But uh, no, you'll never be able to get to sleep. No. Um, Too much adrenaline. Well, I think that, sh- that should all probably be enough for this episode. I believe so. Um I was really smart and I wrote up my intro so that I could do it in my very bad British accent. And then I didn't write up a conclusion because mm. I'm an idiot. So that's it for this week's Flicks and a Six, which is also this year's Flicks and a Whisk. That's right. Um, if you'd like to hear more from us, continue listening to this show on its normal Flicks and a Whisk. <laughs> Flicks and a Six episodes that we have every week that we typically put out on Fridays. Sure. You can follow us on Twitter at the Spinchoon at AEJ Casanzo at Alessandro B eleven eighty seven. Um, you can read us at thespinchoon.com. S P I N C H O O N dot com. Thanks for coming out. <laughs>